0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are
1: Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Oh, hi. How are you doing? Welcome in. Yeah. What's going on, Lucas? Not much is going on with you, my friend. Dude, i it's raining outside here. I don't know. Coming I here. really, the the annoying thing is we've got a home baseball in a rainy stadium today and, and Great American doesn't have a roof. So we're going to see if this happens. But if you're just joining us, this is Lucas Smith and I'm Jeff Carr. And we're going to be talking to you about the Reds and the Cardinals. This is a crossover podcast. Lucas, I love doing these.
1: I love doing these too. I wish that the Cardinals were coming in in a little bit better of circumstances, but I do always enjoy talking baseball with you, my friend. And as always, I know it's going to be an entertaining both episode and series between the Reds and Cardinals.
0: We have got, it's interesting because both the Reds and the Cardinals have kind of coming into this looking their wounds a little bit. The Reds just got beat two out of three by the Miami Marlins. And while it's a little bit annoying, you kind of look at the season series between the two teams and the Reds won five to two. So when you look at it, when, when we're going to look back on it at the end of the season, we're going to say, hey, the Reds did pretty good against the Marlins. It's just they happen to have professional baseball players on their team that really wanted to win, and usually that means that they can put together some kind of comeback, and they really held the Reds down lineup-wise. Let's, let's start from there, though. Uh, what has happened since the last time the Reds and the Cardinals have met? Because I feel like it's been a while.
1: Well, i I got my Cardinal calendar up here on my right that nobody can see, but they had not played each other this month, so it'll at least be the first time this month. Um, but, yeah, it, it's kind of been an up-and-down track for the Cardinals in August. They have played really good against some bad teams, being the Royals, the Pirates, and the Pirates again. And then they also played really bad t- baseball against the Milwaukee Brewers and the Atlanta Braves, and then they played bad baseball against the Tigers, got a season split there, or a series split, I should say, and then they just split – against the Pittsburgh Pirates th- this weekend, and that was excruciating. You had a 3-1 lead going into the bottom half of the ninth inning. Alex Reyes walks a couple batters and gives up a three-run home run to uh, Sutsugo, uh Yoshi Tsutsugo of the um, Pittsburgh Pirates, and you split the series. A four-game series is hard to win, but splitting against the Pittsburgh Pirates is never a good thing when the Pirates are what they are. So they could have had some big momentum coming into this series, Jeff, and they really don't, to be honest. But I, I said on Thursday's episode of, the- of Locked on Cardinals, We're not going to learn anything new about this team this weekend in terms of the Cardinals. When we're going to start learning something about this team, it's going to be this series against the Reds because that's a playoff team is what the Cardinals need to start beating.
0: Right. And and that's really where the Reds have been is that when they play the teams that they should beat, they actually play pretty well. Now, shout out to the Cubs. They really gave them some hell about a week and a half ago, winning two out of three, the Marlins winning two out of three. You're going to look at that and you say, well, that's not great. But overall, the Reds have been playing 500 baseball. They did lose two out of three to the Brewers. So yeah, the Reds and the Cardinals and the Brewers have all had the same, uh, results this year although the the brewers did win the season series they only won it 10 to 9 it's just these last recent series has been where the brewers have made their hay they've they seem to be rounding into some kind of playoff juggernaut. Uh, I think uh, fans of hockey would call them a wagon. Uh, They just look really good and the Reds really couldn't do much with them. And then they went to Miami and kind of got outpitched. There was a lot of great pitching in that series. Sandy Alcantara kind of looked like what the uh, Marlins used to have in Jose Fernandez. And then the trade that they made for Jesus Lazardo really hadn't paid off until Sunday. Sunday, Jesus Lazardo was all over the place and just absolutely dominating Reds hitters. They couldn't do anything with that curveball and just got completely shut down. So ultimately, the Reds have done what they needed to do against the teams they needed to beat. But exactly what you said about the Cardinals, we're not sure what we're going to get when we see the Reds playing teams that are actually going to make the playoffs. So, if you look ahead for either team, for the Cardinals or the Reds, if they happen to make that second wild card spot, they're traveling to LA at the mm-hmm. minimum. They, they might travel to San Francisco if something crazy happens there, but for the most part, they're going out west for that one game. And one game is a lot more palatable than a three or, or than a five game series against the Dodgers for either the Reds or the Cardinals but you're talking about a situation where they're going to have to throw everything they've got at that one game because of the way that they've looked here recently. I think that the Reds and Cardinals have had about the same struggles. It's been about the bullpen, and it's been about some games they just don't seem to have the timely hitting going about them. I know that Goldschmidt has looked pretty good here recently, but what have you seen from the rest of the lineup?
1: The rest of the lineup has kind of been hit or miss. We've seen Tyler O'Neill. F- for for the long haul for the entire season when you look at his entire numbers 270 hitter upwards of 20 home runs going to end up with that number it's going to be a solid season for tyler o'neill but he goes through through highs and lows one big concern that i have for this team is the shortstop position abundo sosa had two triples over the weekend against pittsburgh and plays incredible when he starts but paul de young's getting paid the money so he's also going to have to start as well some games paul de young is just so streaky and he has been ice cold for most of most of this season so that, that's a big weakness to me is the shortstop position Nolan Arnado for he, he might not be the the electric player that he was in colorado in terms of you know his average is a bit down but he, he has still come through on, on the defensive end that's one thing that that has not changed with nolan uh, is the defense from Arnado. i think he made one of the best plays of the entire season yesterday if you haven't seen that go check it out somewhere um uh, But to me, one of the bigger differences in this Cardinal offense, and this might surprise some people, is Harrison Bader. When Harrison Bader came back in July, he was on fire. He had an incredible July. He has forgotten how to hit, all due respect to Harrison Bader, here in the month of August. He has had a tough time trying to hit the baseball and you, you've seen the Cardinals struggle in that sense. Harrison Bader is the type of player that can impact the game on all five at all five levels. I think the entire I've talked about this extensively unlocked on Cardinals. This Cardinal outfield has the potential to be one of the best outfields in all of baseball. Because all three guys have all five tools. Bader struggles, it's really difficult because he he's kind of the guy in center field that, that obviously takes care of the, on the defensive end. But when he has played well, and you could call it, you could call it me looking too, too into the timing of, of of people being successful. But when Harrison Bader has been successful this season, the Cardinals, by and large, have been successful. But to me, that the story of this this team is not the offense; it's the pitching, because it's a cliche just to say this. But when this team pitches well, they win nine times out of ten. And you might say, well, that's obvious, Lucas. But it's been so hit on, and it's been so obvious that it has to be said. Wainwright has been dominant, and when he pitches well, the Cardinals win. J.A. Happ, which is a move that I highly criticize live on Locked on MLB on the trade deadline page, or YouTube episode, has been incredible since turning um, since, since putting on the Cardinal uniform. So to me, the offense is going to be average at best. They're going to explode a couple times. They're going to strike out 12, 13 times other times. The pitching to me, if, th- if this team pitches well this week against the Reds, the Cardinals come away with a series win.
0: They've got the right matchups. Uh, they've got a couple of lefties going, and basically all year long, I mean, there's been a couple of good performances for the Reds' lineup against left-handed pitchers, but by and large, lefties have dominated this lineup, and it's a huge reason. Well, partly, there's two-fold reason why they went out and they got his Drupal Cabrera from the Diamondbacks. Number one, they've got no production out of the third-base spot, and it seemed like Moose was starting to get into a bit of a groove, and then yesterday he tweaked his hip and or two days ago he tweaked his hip so you're kind of wondering what's going to happen there the last time he did something that seemed minor it turned into a much bigger injury and he was on the il for a while so what do you get out of moose going forward a eugenio suarez you talk about bold predictions that went wrong holy <laughs> crap like it went the opposite bold like I don't think we would have come into the season and said that he'd be the worst third baseman in baseball. And that would have been sounding really, really bold in spring training. But uh, here we are. He's not been very good at all. And then yesterday, he added a couple more strikeouts to his ledger. If you add, it, it's some. It's interesting because I, I get the chance on the side to also produce at the radio station, and I do a lot of Reds games. And the last time that I worked extra innings, we had a caller call in and say, why isn't this team playing a Eugenio Suarez more? And the host and myself looked at each other like, has this guy watched any Reds games this year? <laughs> There's a reason for it. So they brought in as Drupal Cabrera. Hopefully he can make a little bit more of an impact. He's not been given a huge chance to do it just yet. He struck out with the bases loaded in his first at bat, which was, there was already people tweeting like, oh, he's a bust. I'm like, I'm going to give him more yeah, than one at bat.
1: That definitely defines a career. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: like, All right, guys, this guy's been pretty good for a lot of different teams. I'm yeah. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. So looking forward to see what he can give. but the Cardinals had the right matchups with a couple of lefties going on the mound. And you know, as far as J a haps concerned, maybe he just didn't like Minnesota. He was really worried about living there in the middle of winter I or would be maybe, too. yeah, I I, I don't <laughs> like snow here in Cincinnati. I can't imagine what snow in Minnesota looks like. So no, thank you. But overall, I I'm looking for the reds to kind of bounce back with the lineup here in this three game series against the Cardinals. And we're going to talk about that here. A little bit more as we come up but we actually have an a uh, shout out to a new sponsor for the podcast today and for a crossover podcast we're going to be talking about them but stop me if this sounds familiar lucas you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff
1: well sounds pretty familiar
0: yeah, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. What What about that stream, huh? That sounds pretty good.
1: Sounds pretty good to me. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about it, Jeff, because I'm intrigued. I'll be honest.
0: It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract.
1: So That's a pretty big plus because I don't like annual contracts.
0: Signing my name on the contracts that I don't read because let's face it, who's reading all of that? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. So get rid of the clutter and get the get <clears throat> get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yeah, I. I I definitely want to get all my uh, TV in one place. And that sounds like a pretty good way to do it.
1: Pretty convenient. That's for sure. I'm happy to have a new sponsor. That, that's always exciting.
0: Yes, it's it's good to see new people uh, buying into the Locked On brand. I, I, I love it. I've been happy to uh, talk Reds here with Locked On for a long time and happy to be talking Reds and Cardinals with you. Let's break down. We've got some probable starters. The nice thing is... The Reds and the Cardinals are in the playoff race, which means they actually have the probable starters listed multiple days in advance. You know, sometimes you play teams and like, Oh, it's a bullpen day. So we don't even know who's going to start. So then you got to go down the roster and be like, that guy, I think that guy's pitching. We don't have to do that because we already know. And we're starting tonight with John Lester and Luis Castillo.
1: This definitely, in my opinion, is all due respect to John Lester, I think it goes towards the Reds. But before we get it, I want to say one, one point real quick, Jeff. You mentioned that the Cardinals are both in the playoff race and, and the Reds. I will yeah. give you the fact that the Cardinals sit currently, as we record this, just three and a half games out of a playoff spot. However, I do want to bring a couple of things to your attention. First of all, the Cardinals record against above 500 teams, 21 and 34. Now, the Reds only sit at 32 and 28, so you might think, okay, they're pretty comparable. Here's the difference maker to me in the Cardinals and Reds. Cardinals against the division, 26 and 27. Reds against the division, 36 and 22. That means that for the Reds' case, they're beating up on the Cubs and Pirates, at least for the most part based on the standings, and the Cardinals are not. So I'm not trying to be a pessimist because being a pessimist means you can always play the, Oh, I was right when they suck or, Oh, I'm glad I'm wrong card. And that, that, that philosophy is stolen from Joe Kilgallen shout out to Luck On cup. <laughs> but I am trying to say that th- th- this series, like I mentioned at the top, this series is going to tell me a lot as to whether or not are the Cardinals are going to be a playoff team. Are they actually in the race or are they just three and a half games out? So we'll see. But yes, when you talk about the, uh, you know, probables tonight, John Lester has turned in some, a couple of good starts and a couple of really bad starts. As a St. Louis Cardinal, there was one start, his first start against the Royals, where his line wasn't always the best. And for Lester, for, for me anyways, in my opinion, he's looking for a career win 200. He's very close. I want to say he's at 198, um, so he's, he's getting close to there. He's got, probably going to have three or four more starts left, maybe five depending on how the numbers line up. But Lester, you all know what you're going to get. He's got a cutter, a little bit of a curve, could change up and things of that nature. Not going to blow you away. If he goes five, maybe six innings, but five innings, zero to two earned runs. That's what I'm looking for for John Lester to give his team a chance to win.
0: On the Luis Castillo side, I, I, I'm looking for another good game. He has put together quite a few good performances, and it, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, the Cardinals fans all know what happened on opening day. He gave up a million hits. He gave up a million runs. That Castillo is dead and gone. This Luis Castillo, La Piedra, he killed him. He's back. He's back to being good. He he did have a rough start a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to put that behind him. He pitched extremely well in his last start against milwaukee the problem was he ran into brandon Woodruff, who also pitched extremely well and the reds didn't end up winning that game so i look for him to continue his success this uh night hopefully uh, the weather's not gonna be very good and He's an interesting case because when you look at some different stuff, and it's kind of hard to break down because really when you talk about breaking down by weather and things like that, baseball reference just records what the temperature and what the weather was at the start of the game, not what happens Mm -hmm. during the game. But typically during these off days when it comes to rain and stuff like that, and if there's going to be a rain delay in the middle, hopefully it's just delayed start and then they can get the game in without any sort of breaks in the middle because usually uh, he's come back out after the break. I, I remember specifically there was a game earlier this year, a day game in which I had tickets to, which, you know, mm-hmm. that's where I discovered the Getter Burger. So I'm not going to hate on the rain. The getta Burger <laughs> was fantastic. But... When you looked at his performance, he came out and he pitched all right against Milwaukee, but then obviously Garcia was like, I'm going to have a 12-pitch at bat after you've been sitting on the bench for like an hour, and sure, he struck him out, but after that, he wasn't the same, so he only threw like five innings that day. That's not Luis Castillo. He's a six-, seven-inning guy, and he's going to give you a lot of great stuff, Hopefully he doesn't have to contend with any sort of delay tonight. But so far as the contention conversation, when it comes to the Cardinals, here's the thing, because I understand the record and the numbers and all that stuff. Here's one reason why I don't like the Cardinals. They're never not in it. And as a Reds fan who has spent a good majority of my life watching Reds teams that weren't in it from May that bugs the crap out of me because I'm just jealous, all right? <laughs> look, th- th- This is one thing where I, I look at the teams that I hate in sports and things like that, and the biggest reason is I'm jealous of what those fans have to look forward to because the Cardinals have had championships in my lifetime. There's other teams and other sports that I hate, namely one that wears yellow and black and plays football and mm, whatever. We won't uh, mention their names, but those – yeah those teams really bug the crap out of me so i love the fact that the reds are ahead of the cardinals but there's this little voice in the back of my mind that says jeff if the cardinals sweep this series it's only a half game advantage and i don't i don't even want to know what that podcast is (laughs) going to sound like i'm not even going to plan it because if i plan it then it's just going to sound terrible but uh I, i i think that Overall, when I look at these pitching matchups, I'm definitely excited to see Miles Michaelis because I don't think... Has Michaelis pitched against the Reds this year? Because I don't remember seeing him doing that.
1: Nope. He's made, uh, I think, two, maybe three starts. His first start was against the Cubs back in, in May. It was a Saturday game. Um, and then he's he made one start against the Pirates, and I, I forget who he came back. I think he might have made two starts against the Pirates, but um, he hasn't gone more than four or five innings in any of those starts. But, um, but yeah, I think you bring up a good point about the, the the contention of it in terms of the Cardinals. You aren't out of it until you're at, you're out of it. You know, it's it, that's also a cliche, but you know, the Cardinals have seen it. You know, when they, when they crash a postseason party, they crash it. 2006 2011 1964 if you want to go all the way back <laughs> into the 60s uh cardinal fans might know what i'm talking about a little bit more but but i think but i think that the the biggest thing is is that we, we won't know till we know right we won't know until the cardinals play the reds this week and it, it starts and ends for the cardinals stake with, with the pitching um for, for this team and like you mentioned on wednesday the or tuesday rather the cardinals will throw out their miles michaelis this is a guy that had an exceptional 2018 season he had a, a Okay, to, to bad. 2019 season pitched well in the postseason. 2020, he didn't play due to injury. He made one start this year back in May. Got hurt and has made two starts since. To me, it's going to be prove it time. They signed him to a four year, sixty two sixty eight million dollar extension in the middle of that 2018 season, which as up to now has not lived up to the hype of that deal. It's time to go out there and prove it. To me, the, the, the first time out for him, the success was five innings, zero to two earned runs. That was a check. His success last time out, to me, would have been six innings, zero to one earned runs. He did not pass that. So I think this time out, it's the same goal for me. Six innings, give your team a chance to win zero. Because it's the red offense, I'll give you two runs, zero to two runs, and go go out there and dominate. When when he's right, when he's not hurt, when he's right, when he's pitching well, he's not going to walk anybody. He's going to throw strikes. He's going to make you put the ball in play, or he's going to strike you out. One One of those two things. So to me, look to him to be, if he's right early, he's going to be throwing strikes, hitting the corners and, and dominating early.
0: I'm looking forward to this series from a probable starter standpoint for the Reds because they got the right guys going. Absolutely. Uh, you got st- You got Sonny Gray in game two, and he is on a roll. He's on, I believe it's 13 straight scoreless innings, his last two outings. Well, that's going to get broken
1: now. You you must know that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, hey, law of averages, right? Uh, But when it comes to his stuff, he's been striking out people. He's he's limiting the walks. He's still allowing a couple of free passes here and there, which – kind of exacerbates innings that maybe run his pitch count up, but he's still been able to be efficient and at least extend to six, seven innings to start. I'd love to see what he's brought to the table because for a long time, you just kept having to make this excuse. Like, well, he's just ramping up from injury. He's just trying to get into that rhythm. And now he's reached, and I've used this thing a couple of times. I think I'm just going to keep saying it. He's reached that plateau of goodness that I was hoping <laughs> he would get to at some point. And I, I love what I've seen from him so far. And then when I look at game three, because we're going to, we're we'll probably talk about this a little bit tomorrow as well. But when I look at game three, Wade Miley, I, I, I don't know what else to say about this dude. I love him. I love watching him pitch. He feels like this, like, Really cool. I was going to say brother, but he's a little bit older than me. So like, you know, maybe like older cousin that was born a little bit before me, but he's still family and you love him and you love what he's brought to the table because he just pitches so well. He pitches so fast. He's got that great, like when he is on hitters have to call timeout simply to just give themselves a break. You know, most guys like to call time to throw pitchers off of their rhythm because they're taking too long to figure out what pitch you're going to throw. Wade Miley knows like five pitches in advance yeah. and i think that that's why he works so well with tucker barnard because they're both on the same page and when he gives them signs he's signing like the next three pitches because it seems like he catches the ball and then he goes back into his wind up again i love watching him pitch and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table against this reinvigorated J hap is it ja or J. J-A? <laughs>
1: J.A. is how I've been going with it, but we'll have to see. But, yeah, J.A. Happ is somebody that has definitely turned it around. And one thing that has definitely been, been the key in his turnaround is his fastball. He, he has used his fastball at a higher rate. Average against nearly 50, sometimes 100 points against that heater. First when he was with the Twins. And I, I'm a big proponent, and Jack Fleury's big on this, pitching inside. Especially as a lefty, when you've got that advantage, Jay Happ is able to, to, to dot that fastball in the inside corner and then go from there. If the fastball control is on, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be a long night for the Reds' offense. And I think that you know this is a move that I, that I said that I criticized, but I said best case scenario, Happ and Lester dip into the fountain. Oops, excuse me, dip into the fountain of youth and are able to find some success. And I'll be honest, that's exactly what happened. They, they dipped into the fountain of youth and has found some success as a St. Louis Cardinal.
0: I was going to say, I, I know when they made those trades for both those guys, I was just like, well, they're opening up the retirement home in St. Louis, but uh, you know, they're lefties and that's, what's killed the Reds all year long. So I'm not going to go too far on the hate until after I've seen what the Reds lineup does against them. All right, coming up, we've got predictions. We've got some thoughts on what is going to happen in this three game series between the Reds and the Cardinals. It's really hard for me to do it. Three game series between the Reds and the Cardinals Before we get into that, though, we've got some good word from our favorite sponsor because they make the best tasting protein bar on the market. Lucas, what am I talking about?
1: Built Bar. Built Bar are the incredible tasting protein bars. What's your favorite flavor, Jeff?
0: Cherry Barcia, man, just got me a box. I can't wait. It's been been too long. I think it's been like at least four days since I've had a Cherry Barcia. <laughs> and I'm actually just, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen later on uh, today, whenever I eat it, because it's going to be good.
1: Well, I'm a big fan of chocolate, and all these bars are covered in chocolate. So therefore, my favorite one is double the chocolate. If you don't know the flavors, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know, Jeff, in case you forgot. We've got Coconut Cherry barcia, Jeff's favorite. Raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Jeff, every time I read one of these reads, my mouth literally waters, because these bars are that delicious. But they're not just delicious, Jeff, are they?
0: No, they are nutritious as well as delicious, Lucas. You're talking about like 120, 130 calories, less than 4 grams of, net car, or of, of fat, less than 4 grams of sugar, and up to 18 grams of protein in each bar. And when we're talking about our favorite flavors, I I was trying to put together an order the other day and I texted my wife. I said, what's your favorite flavor? And she texted me five. And I'm like, we don't get to choose that many. We only get to choose a couple here. So yeah, it's, they're so good. You can't go wrong with any of the flavors. You got to check them out today. What's that website, Lucas?
1: Built.com. And if you want to order five and you think it might be a little pricey, I'll give you a promo code, Jeff, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Go ahead and order yourself a mixed box. Get the double chocolate. Get the cherry bar. And honor of Jeff and myself. But whatever you do, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of promo codes, we got another one too. If you want to get off the bench and get into the game and start making some money off your sports knowledge today, head on over to our favorite online sports book, betonline.ag. You can use the promo code locked on. You're going to get more. I've been saying for a while, it's 50%. I was totally wrong. It's a hundred percent bonus. Pump You're going to get up. double the money. Lucas, that's a lot of bill bars.
1: Yes, it is. If you make the right bets, you can get some big bar. But also, that there it's football season, as you mentioned, Jeff. We're getting close to it. We've we've got some good stuff going at Bet Online. You can be part of the online's biggest dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online, and I've got one more fun thing for you, Jeff. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. So, what that happens when you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your rate is going to be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. So many things to love about Bet Online.
0: That's a free bet, Lucas. So, if you lose, you get your money back. Absolutely. That's not bad at all. And kind of you can bet. check it. And you can check them out today for MLB lines as well. Talking about money lines, run lines, over-unders, prop bets, all kind of great stuff like that. You, you might want to look at this Reds-Cardinals game as well. I like to give you tips from time to time on Lockdown Reds. They've been hitting here recently. I'm not feeling any sort of way on tonight's game. But if you look at the prop bets, there's usually a prop bet that says will either team blow a save with these two bullpens. That might be a pretty good (laughs) idea to put some money down on that because Mm -hmm. last couple of games I've seen it has been plus 300. So you put 10 bucks on that. You're going to win 30 if somebody blows a save and that's like rooting for bad things to happen. But let's just be smart about this for a minute because (laughs) one of these bullpens is likely to do that anyway, whatever. I'm not saying that's a lock or anything like that, but Head on over to betonline.ag. Set up your profile today with that promo code locked on. You'll get 100% more on your initial deposit, and you can take advantage of all of the great NFL promotions that they've got coming up. All right. Speaking of predictions, we got three games coming up. And really six games left. It's kind of a quick turnaround because they're going to be heading to St. Louis here in a couple of weeks as well Mm -hmm. to finish off the season series. But how will the Reds and Cardinals finish it up at great American ballpark? They started off with a rough series between the two of them because opening day was so rough for the Reds, but then they turned it around pretty quickly after that. What do you think happens in these three games?
1: Oh goodness. I, I, I honestly, I like the pitching matchups for Cincinnati a little bit better. I do with, with Castillo and Sonny Gray, especially, and you like Miley. I really, really want to say the Cardinals take two out of three. I want to say that miles Michaelis dominates and J. A. Happ continues a success. I think the Cardinals lose tonight, no matter what I predict, but I'm going to be, again, I'm not trying to be too much of a pessimist here. I'm just trying to be real. The Cardinals have not shown up against a playoff team in a very long time. They lost 2-3 to three to Milwaukee three, two weeks ago. They got swept by the Braves at home earlier this month. They just haven't shown anything to be successful against the playoff team. They just split a series with Detroit and then split a series with Pittsburgh. I think the Cardinals find a way to win one. I don't know if it's going to be Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Probably Tuesday or Wednesday. But I think the Reds kind of put the nail on the Cardinals' coffin and take two out of three.
0: I'm with you. I love the pitching matchup, and I, I think that – this Reds team is excellent at bouncing back. They, they had a tough series in Miami, losing two out of three, losing two in a row. And they've done this thing here over the last probably two weeks or so where it's they win a couple they lose a couple they win a couple they lose a couple playing 500 just a slightly bit better than 500 baseball really for the reds so i think that they win two out of three here as well i i kind of agree i i am i like the paper pitching matchup between lester and castillo the weather's giving me a little bit of pause mm-hmm. it might even the field a little bit plus i think that the reds bullpen is due for um a little bit of annoyance. And I hate saying that because I know that the day after it happens, I'm going to have a, just a podcast where I just bury my face in my hands because I always do that when the bullpen blows it. But, uh, there was a, There was a stupid game last week where I just drank bourbon on the podcast. Um, So I think that there's going to be one of those games in this three-game set. But I think for the most part, the Reds do bounce back and get two out of three. And Lucas, this is not our only crossover because we're actually going to do it again tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow?
1: Well, today we talked about where they've been and previewing this series. Tomorrow we're going to talk about, hopefully, tonight's game, if it happens, as well as where the Cardinals and Reds are going to be going. That can be found on the Locked On Cardinals YouTube channel. Um, hope if you guys want some extra um, YouTube, Cardinal content, maybe if you just want to hate on the Cardinals, put some hate comments. You know, if you want to watch, watch. Uh, but that will be on Locked On Cardinals YouTube tomorrow afternoon.
0: We're expanding to uh, YouTube and I I, I like this. I'm sure people have enjoyed looking at my face as I'm saying words about the Reds and looking at your face as you're saying words about the Cardinals as well. But this has been a lot of fun and and getting a chance to kind of mess around with some different graphics and different things like that. Um, And and also, uh, one thing I will say, uh, too, as you're getting going with YouTube, um, I'll give you a piece of advice. If you think it's a good idea to eat a built Bar while doing a built Bar read, don't do it. Try, yeah. I,
1: so I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't even have to like think <laughs> no. about it. <that>,
0: so. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was a good idea. Maybe it was when I was drinking yeah. the bourbon, I thought that was a good idea, but Those yeah, two
1: probably
0: so correlated in some way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably a little bit. But like we said, we're looking forward to this series. When the Reds and Cardinals get together, it's always interesting, and there's still a couple of old hats around from the old rivalry, I think. If I think back to it, is there, I, I obviously, Yadier Molina and Joey Votto, are there any other players on these two teams from the brawl in 2010?
1: I don't Wainwright think so. was on it. Yeah, Wainwright would have been on that. Wainwright. Train.
0: That's that, right. That's he's it. like 90. Um,
1: yeah. it's Wainwright and Molina. It, it, happy birthday, Adam Wainwright, by the way. Today is his birthday. 40, 40 oh. years old, Jeff. 40 years old, and he's top two in wins in the NL and top two in, in the innings pitch.
0: 40 years young. That would have been nice to have that matchup so that, you know, we could have the announcers Wainwright versus Joey Votto, the announcers going like 77 years combined (laughs) between the two of them. And they're both in conversations for awards. Like I think is Wainwright in the Cy Young conversation. I mean, he's probably kind of a dark horse at this point, but
1: I think he's top 10 regardless, but I mean, you've got Burns, Wheeler and Bueller are going to be your your top three there. So it's going to be hard to break that category. Um, but, He's easy at our course. He's a Cardinal Cy Young regardless. And I, I think he's top two for the NL Central Cy Young, and I'm sure we'll do that in the offseason. But Wainwright, shout out to Adam Wainwright. I think every podcast I talk about Adam Wainwright because I just he's that incredible. What he's doing at this age is incredible. I know we're running long on time, so I'll, I'll save that for tomorrow. So tune back tomorrow for Adam Wainwright talk, even though he's not pitching. <laughs>
0: It's worth it, and I hope Joey Votto hits a home run so that we can talk about some goodness from Joey Votto. He's been struggling a little bit lately, but oh, he yeah. needs to get back.
1: Those seven games in a row with a home run really, really tough for him, weren't they? Really
0: exhausting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I man, I wanted eight. I love it. And, and real quick too. That's just the irony of baseball. He he said it in his post game press conference after he didn't get the eighth game in a row. He said this streak started with a barely over the wall home run at Great American that like wouldn't be a home run in half the ballparks in the major leagues and the streak ended with him hitting a 112 mile an hour line drive off the top of the wall in new york what, you, what are you gonna do Baseball's it's unfair. just it's baseball man anyway speaking of baseball we got some good stuff coming up tonight thank you so much for watching and for listening to our crossover episode of the locked on reds and the
1: Lockdown on cardinals
0: we didn't rehearse that beforehand so sorry that there's a little bit good.
1: of no rehearsing
0: yeah it wasn't bad anyway, i'm jeff Carr. you can follow me like it says right there <clears throat> at jeff Carr with three f's on twitter you can also follow lucas i still get that wrong at lj fastball <laughs> on twitter as well that was often never get, heard <laughs> we'll get this we'll get this right tomorrow thank you so much and uh we'll see you then